When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Chris Carlin. He's Chris Canty. Canty, what do we do? We make people money. A lot of money, Carlin. We make people money. And that's what we're going to do right now because we're welcoming in ESPN betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh. In just a moment, we're so thrilled that you could join us on this Veterans Day when we celebrate all those who have served our country, who have laid down their lives and preserving our freedom, and to those who continue to protect our freedom as well. Canty is in New York at the Seaport Studios. I am in Lansing, Michigan at our outstanding affiliate 730 The Game. Right now, we welcome in Mr. Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, to make us some money. Joseph Good morning. How are you? Gentlemen, it is always a pleasure. I mean, you know, I'm expecting Greeny, so again, dealing with the B squad. But hey, mm-hmm. we're going to raise our game regardless, gentlemen. Raise it regardless. Well, let's do that, Joe. <laughs> let's let's raise our game as much as possible. I will just try to help you navigate your way through this. I know it's going to be a slog <laughs> for you. Uh, Joe, where are we starting today? What has your attention on the college slate tomorrow? I think you got to start with TCU in Texas because that's the game that's going to draw the most attention in terms of the national championship picture. There's some big games out there. There's some stuff that's worth watching and worth betting. But all week long, we've seen Texas sitting there as a seven-point favorite over TCU. A lot of people find that surprising. TCU, a top-four team when it comes to the playoffs. They're undefeated. They find ways to win. Meanwhile, Texas, are they back? Every time you get excited, they come up short against Alabama. They blow it against Texas Tech. They blow it against Oklahoma State. So how could they be laying seven points in this game? It's the same thing, in my opinion, that we just saw with Georgia and Tennessee last week. And I took the bait on that one, gentlemen. You know it. I came on last week. I like Tennessee plus the points. The Sharps were laying in the weeds. They jumped on Georgia Friday into Saturday. They steamed it all the way up to nine and a half and Georgia rolled. Well, the same thing is starting to happen here after sitting seven all week. We're starting to see seven and a halfs creep up, and that is a significant move. It only seems like it's half a point, but the reality is if you're tied late in the game and you score a touchdown and kick the extra point to go up seven, that half point becomes an entire defensive stop, new possession, down the field, and score in order to cover. So it looks like the smart money is going to be on Texas this week. Tread lightly with TCU would be my opinion. Joe, that- Joe, I was going to play nicely when I got on with you today. <laughs> but, but since you want to take shots at us, I guess I have to bring up what happened with the Panthers against the Bengals. Do we want to talk about that or oh. we're going to leave that one alone? Well, wow. okay, a few things here. Number one, I was getting the preemptive shot in because you ambushed me last week. So I figured <laughs> I'm going to ambush you. Second of all, very well done on your behalf. That Panthers pick was, if, if I had a Hall of Fame for the worst picks of my career and 
Good God, there are so many of them. It would be very extensive. That game would be in there. But I love it because if they go down 28 nothing, I can turn that game off. I don't even need to focus on it anymore. That's how I like to lose. If I'm going down, I'm going down in flames. And kudos to you for finding the one NFL loser rather than trying to be positive. <laughs> pick out a couple winners. Well, Joe, when you go low, I'm just going to go lower. I'm not Barack Obama. So let me ask you this question. When it comes to the game in Munich, the Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Bucks are favored by our FPI to win 83%. They're being favored by two and a half points. But Seattle has felt like the more consistent team all year long. What's your read on this game, and where's the value? Yeah, I like Seattle. And and I think I've been talking to you guys like every week. It feels like we've been riding Seattle for most of this. I don't see any reason to get off the train. The first question is, why is Tampa Bay laying two and a half points on a neutral field against a top-five offense? Like, if this were September, okay, Seattle's a nice story. Maybe they're top five because of a skewed schedule, but we're almost at Thanksgiving. The sample size is large enough. The team's legit. Top five in scoring, top five in yards per play. The addition of Kenneth Walker, as he's gotten healthy as a rookie running back, has been big for the offense. Quietly, the defense is getting better and better each week. I believe they're 15th in opponent yards per play right now. And Tampa Bay is a Rams defensive meltdown away from having lost six of seven. Six of seven, guys. Like, a lot of the reason we still look at Tampa as formidable is because of what happened last year and previous years. If we're only waiting it on this season, this has not been a good Bucks team, especially on offense. So you're going to go over to Munich, and people think there's this big travel discrepancy, as if it's a shorter flight for Tampa. It's not. Seattle goes up over the polar ice cap at the top of the planet. All right? It's really only like a 30-minute additional flight. So anyone who thinks there's an edge there for Tampa Bay in terms of flight time, not really. It's like a 30-minute difference so ultimately I'm going to play Seattle here they've covered four straight they've covered five of six they've been very good for us financially I don't see any reason to get off them this week you got to love Joe Fortenbaugh ESPN betting analyst bringing in flight routes into the discussion uh, in terms of who to bet on this weekend Uh, Joe I am absolutely fascinated that Vegas waited absolutely no time to not buy into the Josh Allen injury when that line on the Bills and the Vikings went from 9.5 to 3.5 in the blink of an eye. Yeah, that thing moved really quick. And, and, and I know Buffalo's saying, you know, we're monitoring it by the hour. We're not sure what we're going to do. You move a line that far. The, the thought process, Doug Kazari and I work with on, on Daily Wager, ESPN2, you know, all week, 6 p.m. Eastern. He does an excellent job. He was talking to bookmakers who said if Allen's officially ruled out, it's probably going to move from three and a half to three, which means they've already pretty much moved it as far as they can while indicating that they don't think Allen's going to play. I think there's an opportunity to back Buffalo here. And I know some people will find that crazy, but here's what's going to happen. If Allen's ruled out, everyone's going to look at Cousins, the Vikings. They're what, 7-1 and one record, whatever it is. They're going to say they're going to go to Buffalo and take care of a Bills team that couldn't beat the Jets with a healthy Josh Allen. I think this is one of those circle the wagons type games, and it happened to Minnesota last year. I believe it was Sunday Night Football. Prescott was hurt. The Cowboys come to town. I think it was like Halloween. Minnesota's a huge favorite, and they end up getting beat outright in that game by Dallas. Wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened here. Minnesota... It's a great record, and I'm saying it every week, and I'm getting burned, but they're not as good as that record indicates. They are 6-0 and in one-score games. Throughout the course of the season, they've been outgained by an average of 28 yards per game. How does that happen when you're 7-1? and They are good, but they are not elite, and I wouldn't be surprised if Case Keenum stepped in, the defense rallied, the crowd rallied, and Buffalo ekes out a really ugly game on Sunday. 
Joe, as you know, our colleague at ESPN, Jeff Saturday, joined the Indianapolis Colts as their interim head coach. And they've got the Las Vegas Raiders in his first outing as the head man in Indy. How does that decision to fire Frank Reich and hire Jeff Saturday factor into the number and the line in this matchup that they've got against the Raiders, who are, I guess, dealing with some, some concerns of their own on the injury front? What a game, right? What a game. Uh, this would rival Cirque du Soleil out here. You have some great <laughs> Cirque shows out here, right? You have O. Um, you have you, you work your way around. The Michael Jackson show's fantastic. But this show, I, I mean, I haven't been to a Raider game yet because of all my work commitments on Sundays. I'm thinking about going to this one because this is <laughs> – Let me tell you everything you need to know about this. Everyone knows the analysis out there about Saturday and how he has no experience as a college or NFL head coach. So let me take it like this. The Colts, who are an absolute dumpster fire, fire their head coach, hire a guy with no experience, and go from six-point dogs to four-point dogs. Now, think about that for a second. The money actually came in on the Colts because the Raiders are so damn bad. The thought process was they can't lay that many points against anybody. Anybody. So the money's coming in on Indy here. I mean, I I don't think it can get worse. One of the things you see in these situations, it's known as the dead coach bounce. Coach gets fired, and then the following week you get a great effort from the players because maybe they feel partially responsible for the coach getting fired so they get up for the game. Or maybe they realize now the coach isn't there to take all the heat, so they have to step up their performance. There's a trend there. Sometimes it plays, sometimes it doesn't. I wouldn't read too much into it, but it's worth exploring. This Raiders team, all they do is find ways to lose games. Yes. You got Blake Martinez retiring in the middle of the season. What does that tell you? Dudes who are dudes who are having fun and are loving the situation are retiring in the middle of the season. And you got to they, they just cut Jonathan Abram. Everything else they've been doing, it's a mess. So, if anything, I tread lightly and I lead into Indianapolis. I think it could be a lower scoring game where they find a way to cover late, but I mean, that's a fantastic question, Kenny, because that game is just going to be a train wreck of a football game. (laughs) Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. All right, 30 seconds. Give me one or two other props, overs, unders, things you're looking at on Sunday. I'll come right out and tell you, bet the Steelers over the Saints. Situational play, Saints off a Monday night game, short week. They got to travel to Pittsburgh, who's off the bye. I would play over in the Lions-Chicago game, 48 and a half. That's not high enough. Those two defenses are terrible. The Bears are averaging 31 points per game over their last three. They found something with Justin Fields. Sunday night football play, the under 45 and a half between the Chargers and the Niners. Niners want to run. They should have no problem doing that against the Chargers. Chargers banged up on the O-line and at wide receiver. So I think the Niners can limit what they do offensively offensively and then grind out the clock keeping it under 45 and a half joe great stuff and if you're wrong on any of them we'll give out your cell phone number over the weekend thanks (laughs) i expect nothing less gentlemen it's always a pleasure have a great weekend best of luck to everybody out there absolutely joe fortenbaugh espn betting analyst joining canty and carlin in for greeny presented by progressive insurance save when you bundle motorcycle rv and boat insurance visit progressive.com you heard joe mention the uh, Alabama Ole Miss game, but also the TCU Texas games, both of them on ESPN Radio tomorrow. It is a college football doubleheader presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Up next, Kyrie Irving met with Adam Silver and seems to be getting somewhat closer to be begging back on the court. But is it going to be in Brooklyn? Or maybe Los Angeles. We'll discuss why it could be the latter, and we might be moving in that direction. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Maybe Kyrie's getting closer and closer to going out west. We'll explain. Well, now, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Canty is at South Street Seaport in New York City. I am at our affiliate, 7.30 the game in Lansing, Michigan. As we said, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Canty, LeBron James came out and tweeted last night about uh, Kyrie Irving, or yesterday afternoon, I should say, Mm -hmm. about the Kyrie Irving situation. And he said the following, I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information, and I'll continue to be that way. But Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn, but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor, I think, is excessive, in my opinion. He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Anyway, back to my rehab session. So that was, that's what LeBron said yesterday. And I yeah. think it's whether or not he should be back in the court right now is a matter of opinion, clearly. I, is, I do is it wonder. Though, or is it a matter of precedent? Because we have to ask ourselves that question. It's probably remember, both. Well, remember what Myers Leonard did not so long ago, the player for the Miami Heat, when he used the anti Semitic slur while he was playing a video game and he was suspended for a week and fined $50,000. Now, it's been a week with mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. Or, 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 am I mistaken in that? It's been around that same timeline. And you're talking about it's Kyrie been about, a, about a week, yeah. And, and Kyrie Irving has committed to what, $500,000 to, to causes uh, in various groups that fight against hate and hate speech? So I, I can understand players seeing a bit of hypocrisy in terms of how Adam Silver is approaching 
this situation as opposed to what we saw from Myers Leonard not too long ago. I I agree. I think the, the, the other problem is that Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving and Myers Leonard is Myers Leonard. You know, it, Kyrie has a lot more people are going to pay a lot. And I'm not I'm not defending it one way or the other. OK, I, what I'm saying is that Kyrie's platform is what it has been. And then he has had the opportunity on a few occasions here to step up and apologize for it. And he didn't do it until after he got suspended. I think that absolutely played a role in making this a lot more of a suspension than Myers Leonard got. Yeah, I think with Myers Leonard, there was immediate contrition for what he'd done, and he acknowledged the fault in it, whereas Kyrie, it took him some time to get to it, and, and it, it really, it, I guess the situation necessitated pressure from the league, from the Nets, and the community in the greater New York City area as a whole in order for Kyrie to get to the point where he was willing to apologize and back off of um, the, the 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 posting that he was adamant about, you know, making and, and stating that it was his right. So I, I'm with you on that standpoint. But um, when it comes to what Adam Silver said, uh, I, you know, in terms of knowing that there's no hate in Kyrie, I I, mm-hmm. I don't know that that was necessarily something that Adam Silver needed to do. I, I think they laid out the steps for Kyrie to have a path to rejoin the basketball team. They told him exactly what needs to happen, and as long as he adheres to that, then that's that's what it is. But I think moving forward, when it comes to things of, these nature, of this nature, this is the standard in terms of the, the level of discipline that's going to be required. And I'm not saying the league was wrong to this. I think the league was a little slow to get to the point where they took Kyrie Irving off of the court because, remember, we're talking about a week between when he initially posted the video he had played a couple of games before he was actually suspended. So maybe there's some room to criticize the NBA and the, the Brooklyn Nets for that. But I think ultimately they did come to the right conclusion in taking him off the court because it was hate speech, no matter no matter whether or not Kyrie Irving has hate for any other groups. The stuff in that video was hurtful to those groups. And, Carlin, I'll say this. What LeBron James tweeted yesterday, I have an issue with him tweeting that and not being a part of the group that was being attacked. Because Mm. LeBron doesn't know how those groups were made to feel from the things that were being stated in that video. And and, and so to say, well, you know, this is enough of a punishment for Kyrie Irving, what, what you're saying to those groups is, well, you know, this is what your pain is worth in terms of the number of games a player can be suspended, the number, uh, the amount of time a guy can spend away from the team. I just don't think that's LeBron James's place to come out and do something like that. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. I do wonder, as I often do, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I always do look at what potential motives of things are, mm. and it does make me wonder if there is potentially a reunion in the offing. Because the Nets, let, let's get let, moving beyond what the incident was. There have been too many of them here for Kyrie, for the Nets to continue to keep him in the fold here. I, I just I don't see it's how, how it's going to work. And you made the point yesterday, and it's a very fair point that Kevin Durant is completely different without Kyrie on the floor, and yes. frankly, is better. Is better. Yeah, and the Brooklyn Nets Kyrie are better. The, the Brooklyn Nets are playing better. Yes. Yep. So if we're going to talk about this. 
this is where the Nets really need to look at, well, you know what? Maybe we are better served making that trade with the Lakers and taking Russ back, cutting him loose, just dealing with the money for the rest of the year. And if they get a pick or two out of it, great. But making that move and the Lakers bringing Kyrie in to try to salvage the situation here, which, look, it's a Hail Mary, but for the Lakers it may be a Hail Mary worth throwing. Yeah, I mean, desperation makes for interesting bedfellows, and and that's where the Lakers are at right now because they have no shot with A.D., LeBron, and Russ to be a title contender. Carlin, I don't even think they're a playoff team. I think that's how bad they are right now. And so, yeah, if you bring in a player like Kyrie, does it help them in terms of solving their shooting problems? Absolutely, because right now they're dead last in the NBA in shooting. I think their three-point percentage is under 30%. They're right at 29%, which is god-awful. So, yeah, I I think Kyrie Irving, from a basketball standpoint, would be a great fit for the Los Angeles Lakers. And when we consider the baggage that he'd be bringing along with him, I mean, if you're the Lakers, you'll put up with it just because you don't have a lot of other avenues to upgrade the talent base on your team. And make no mistake about it, this is a roster that is bereft of talent, excluding the guys at the top. And that's a big part of why the Los Angeles Lakers sit here today at 2-9. and nine. Here's the other part. If it doesn't work, well, he's done at the end of the year anyway. You know? Yeah. You, you, you can move on from him if there is another issue that comes up. But Man, Carlin, a- Carlin, I will say this. I, I don't know how I could have been more wrong on Kyrie Irving coming into this season because I thought you were going to see a guy – that was motivated in a contract year. He had an opt-out, decided that he was going to decline the opt-out because he didn't see the money in free agency that he was looking for on a max contract extension. I I just thought that Kyrie would come in and be a good teammate. He wouldn't be the distraction that he has been the last couple of years, and we couldn't be further from the truth. No, it's been bad. It's been very bad from that standpoint, and I, I don't see it getting better specifically in the Brooklyn situation where he has been enabled as much as he has. Mm-hmm. Um, now you move him to L.A., I don't know about how accountable he's going to be held, but certainly LeBron and Kyrie have a long relationship, and you would figure that LeBron understands at least how to make that work a little bit better. Well, yeah, there's more leadership with LeBron on the team than there is in the building with Brooklyn, right? Is that yeah. is there any question with that? No. Absolutely no, not. No, but I mean, there's, there's only so LeBron's far... LeBron's an alpha. KD's the, never been an alpha. There's only so far leadership can take you when you have a team that has no talent. And, and I think that's where the Lakers are at. And the most mm-hmm. talented other player outside of LeBron is oft injured in Anthony Davis. So that that's a big part of the problem. But again, if you add a guy like Kyrie Irving, all of a sudden now you have a player that can space the floor because he can shoot. You have a guy that can be your primary scoring option on any given night a player that can get to the rim at will, I think it opens a lot of possibilities up in terms of how that team can play. And you don't have a piece like that in that organization right now. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to hire for even the most specific role, like a mascot in Missouri. In fact, four out of five employers find quality candidates within the first day. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Up next, we've got some sneaky Big games in the NFL this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into Seahawks, Bucks, and Cowboys, Packers. But there are some other games here 
that you need to be paying attention to. And then it's America's favorite time of the week. It is Who You Got with Bubba in moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Previously on Greeny. If you took the quarterbacks out, who would the MVP be? Everyone on the TV show said Tyreek Hill. I said Saquon Barkley. He is their offense. I understand Daniel Jones running with the ball is important, but no one, I think, in their right minds thinks that would be going on if they didn't have this extraordinary threat. Everyone knows Saquon is coming on practically every play, and he's still getting it done. That is Weekly Rewind, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, we'll get to the games in a second here. There, there was controversy that broke out during the break uh, back in Bristol, and it involves casual Friday. Now, Canty is decked out in a full suit uh, because he was on Get Up this morning. He is at the seaport. I am in uh, Lansing, Michigan at our great affiliate, 730 The Game, uh, getting ready for Rutgers, Michigan State tomorrow. But uh, apparently, uh, there I don't believe there there is an actual casual Friday edict, but uh, somebody has taken it too far. So for that, we welcome in uh, Nuno and, of course, Bubba from the hashtag crew. Uh, Nuno, enlighten us as to the situation. I'll let Bubba do it because he, you know, he's just better at this. Okay, that's true. Bubba? <laughs> I mean, I, I just looked over. We have our AP here today, Mikey C. And I just look over. I'm, we've been talking to him all show, and I just look over, and I said, I notice, are you wearing sweatpants today? And I, it's wow. it's just unheard of. I mean, you know, we're supposed to be wearing, you know, jeans, at, at minimum jeans here. This is a professional work environment. 
And he says, yeah, it's casual Friday. And so My understanding is we've always had the edict of there being a casual Friday here. And they're trying to tell me that that's a made-up thing that I just had. It is. <laughs> and then also, if you'd like to share, what, what did you say in the, in the break about those? Well, now, if you're going to be technical, I do remember when I was hired here in the handbook saying that you couldn't wear no, team. It's, it's, say your comment that you told everyone about. Oh, what, that these sweatpants are probably cost more than any of your jeans? <laughs> yeah. Oh. These are Adidas Trio wow. soccer sweatpants, yes. Oh, wow. Not the money flex, though. Come on, wow. guys. Anytime you got to take it there with that type of explanation, you're probably on the wrong side of things. Just can't be. I I gotta say, I don't know that I care how expensive sweatpants are. In the end, they're sweatpants. And yeah, which begs the question: Why are you spending so much on sweatpants? <laughs> that may be an even bigger problem, Mike. Yeah. So I could wear them on Casual Fridays. There is no casual Friday. But if this, they're expensive this is, sweatpants, they shouldn't be cat. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I, it no, doesn't listen, make sense. Uh, expensive sweatpants. sweatpants feels like an oxymoron. Yeah, and, and even if there was a casual Friday, it would not be acceptable, Mikey. Like, Mikey, you're like 60 years old, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You know, yeah, I mean, maybe kind of like a midlife crisis, maybe that's here. what it is. Yeah, a little midlife You're not a crisis. persecuted millennial or Gen Zer. I mean, come on here. What are we doing? I mean, yeah, back in the office days in the 70s, there was a casual Friday. We don't, we don't have a casual Friday here. I don't know what he's talking about. There's I, thought never I, been... I thought I looked pretty good, actually. <laughs> well, listen, I, all I would say is uh, this is something to take under advisement moving forward, and the odd flex of my sweatpants cost more than all your jeans combined. Wow. 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 Holy cow. Wow. That was something. Canty and Carlin in Fort Greene on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, we're going to get to some of the bigger games in our ESPN Radio Pick'em here in just a few minutes. But there are some sneaky big games this weekend. And I'll hit a couple of them, and you give me your initial responses. Number one, Browns-Dolphins with the Dolphins three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Yeah, I mean, I like the Miami Dolphins. What's not to like about them, Carlin? When is the starting quarterback and he actually finishes the game, they average 27.5 points per game. That would be good for third best in the National Football League. They can score points in bunches. They can sustain drives. has shown the ability to be able to be the ultimate point guard in distributing to the playmakers and letting them do the heavy lifting with the offense. So, yeah, I, I, there's nothing not to like about – the Miami Dolphins going up against a team that has a middling pass defense and a team that just doesn't have a lot of punch when it comes to their own passing game. So, yeah, Carlin, I'm buying into the Miami Dolphins being able to take care of their business and to jump into the driver's seat in the AFC East. You see how I did that? Yeah, very nice. Very well done. I I would point out, though, that it is odd that they are only three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Mm-hmm. It, that is strange to me at this point, and it kind of feels like I got to jump on that kind of game. You know what I'm saying? You like uh, the hook? You like the uh, hook? Is that I, what it I is? Can, I can deal with the hook there. That's not bothering me. Okay. Cardinals Rams can't eat, and we could look at this and say, "Dear God, if that ends up being John Wofford against Colt McCoy for a loser leave town game, that's what it feels like this weekend." Um, that's going to be tough to have your season uh, in the hands of either of those guys, but I think that's where we're at. But Carlin, the games are that game is the, both seasons for these teams are already over. So I mean, it's it just again, I, I'm not sure that it really definitively matters. Definitively dead. Much. You've got them both definitively dead. Yeah, both of those dead. teams are on the outside looking into the playoffs. They're, they're the not Rams, getting in. 
you had the Rams dead at the beginning of the year, but I think this yeah, they were final, dead on arrival. But the Arizona Cardinals are the bigger surprise of the two, and with Kyler Murray's hamstring bothering him and Colton Coy potentially having to play and run away from Aaron Donald, there's no way that that Arizona team is going to be able to get it together in this matchup. And I don't necessarily see them being able to get it together for the second half of the season, Carl. I, I just don't believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And it feels like the organization threw good money after bad when they gave extensions to the general manager, the head coach, and the quarterback this offseason. Okay, so the headline there, Canty to Cardinals, bag it losers. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes, and Adios. it's probably going to cost Cliff Kingsbury his job. Okay, Broncos-Titans. This is this is a very interesting game. The Titans um, are playing exceptionally well right now. They obviously lost this past week, but uh, they've, lo- they've won five out of six. Uh, and there is nothing for me to believe that the Broncos are actually going to start to get it together here at some point. But if not this week, when are they going to get it together offensively especially? It's not going to happen this week, Carlin. It's not going to happen this week. I mean, did Mm. you see that Titans defense against Pat Mahomes last week? I think that's yeah. I think that's also a product of matchups too. But yes, you're right. Absolutely. Well, you can say it's a product of matchups, but that defensive line hit Pat Mahomes four times. Well, they hit him nine times and sacked him four times, and they held that offense under what is twenty to twenty points. I mean, that's yeah. that's a pretty impressive outing. Why are we to believe that that Titans defense wouldn't be capable of doing that against the Broncos with Russ being cooked? No, I, I believe it. I believe they're more than capable okay. of doing it. Okay, all right, so we but have I'm, that part of the matchup, and then yeah. we have the Titans offensively, even though they're probably going to roll out Malik Willis for another start. You're talking about that team being able to run the football with Derrick Henry going up against the 21st-ranked run defense in the National Football League. Yeah. How's that Broncos defense going to feel after having to deal with an offense that can't do better than three and out after three and out after three and out and they're head, being headbutted by Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter. Well, that's the reason I think they're also where they are against the run, because they have been on the field so Yeah, much. and they're going to be worn down even more going up against King Henry. So, yeah, I, I don't think that this is a get-right spot. I don't think that the Broncos are going to build momentum after that win against Jacksonville and in the bye week. This is not where they turn their season around. This is I, when they get brought back to reality that they're a bad football team and they're going to continue to be bad. My point was... If it is going to happen, at some point it's got to happen, and the sooner the better. It's got it's got to happen. The Broncos have to turn it around. Well, for Nathaniel Hackett to keep his job. Oh, they yeah yeah, but I don't think he's going to keep his job because they're not going to get it turned yeah. around. So what are we yeah. talking about? That's what I mean. If it's if it is going to happen, the sooner the better. Okay, last one, real quick, real quick, thirty seconds. We don't. We assume that Josh Allen's going to be out. Vikings Bills. Yeah, I love the Vikings in this game. Yeah, the the Bills can't run the ball outside of their quarterback Josh Allen, and they can't stop the run. And they're going up against a top ten rusher in Dalvin Cook, and they're facing a Vikings defense that's what top ten in sacks. Carlin, mm-hmm. you're talking about a Vikings defense that's top five in takeaways. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills offense has turned the ball over multiple times the last two games, so. Yeah, I, I don't. I think this is going to be a tough one for the Bills. I think they dropped this one at home to the Vikings, and they opened the door for one of their division rivals to be in first place in the AFC East. Uh, the seven and one Vikings 
were nine and a half point underdogs, now are three and a half point underdogs because of the Josh Allen situation. For all the ones who get it done, Canty, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24 7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches, plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? I told Bubba that I would leave him more than five minutes for who you got, and I lied. But that's Classic. primarily, Bubba, because of the whole sweatpants controversy right. with Mikey C. So I would blame that individual to your left. No, I would agree. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Wasn't, okay. It wasn't your fault this time. It is Bubba and who you got America's favorite segment of the week. Go. All right. We got the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, as we've been doing all year. And to update the standings, we have Freddie and Fitzsimmons in first place. They are 15-10-2. Greeny right there. Second place doing all right, 14-11-2. And then all the way at the bottom, Canty and Carlin, under 500, 12-13-2. Wow, that is embarrassing. Okay, but we are. you guys are last place. We are tied for last place. And with Barton Hahn, which makes me feel even worse about the situation. Yeah, I don't feel great <laughs> about this at all. <laughs> but I will say this. We were 2-0-1 last week. Okay. So I think we're on the way back. And you made the picks last week, correct? I did. So there would so, be no reason to change that up this week. I would agree. All right. All right, we got three games for you. We're going to start with the Chargers at the 49ers. And this one is San Francisco minus seven. Who you got? Canty, I'm going to ride the 49ers here. Uh, seven feels a little bit heavy, but I, I, I just think they're an infinitely better team than the Chargers are at this point. And look, Justin Herbert, we know he's elite. I, I can't argue with that. But I think the 49ers defense is elite too. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that Chargers team has only faced one top 10 defense. And even though they got the win, they were held to 19 points and it took them to overtime. And it was only because Russell Wilson is cooked that they didn't lose that game. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm riding the 49ers. I hear you with the seven. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Next. All right, Greeny going Los Angeles plus seven for the record mm. in the biggest game of the weekend. Cowboys at Packers. And we got Dallas minus five. Who you got? I will I will bet against Aaron Rodgers now every week. And so give me the Cowboys minus five. That's how bad it's gotten. I'm on the Cowboys this week. Yeah, I don't know why people think this is going to get turned around just because they got embarrassed by the Detroit Lions. Well, I mean, they were embarrassed after they lost to the New York Jets, according to Jair Alexander. That's when he said the team would be worried. And guess what? This is a streak now where they've lost five consecutive games. So I think it's going to end up being six. Cowboys coming off of the bye. You got a lot of guys fresh, rested. This could get ugly in Green Bay. The four and a half just doesn't seem like it's enough. I'm with you, Carlin. Uh, next. All right. Greeny also went Cowboys on that one. Last one, Seahawks versus the Bucks. This one is in Germany, so factor that one in. And it's Tampa Bay minus three. Who you got? Uh, I think we got to go Seattle here. You know, uh, they got a high-scoring offense right now, and even though the Bucks got it going last week, I know, Canty. I'm kind of on the Seattle Seahawks right now. I'm with you. It feels like everything is pointing to Seattle. Even our very own Joe Fortenbaugh is saying it's Seattle. 
I'm trying to figure out why FPI has the Buccaneers with an 83% chance to win and why the Bucs are actually even favored in this game by two and a half. Just doesn't make sense to me. It um, feels like they're begging you to take this line, to take the, the, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but, Carlin, we're going to do it anyway because you've been on a heater of recent with uh, your picks and your parlays. So we're going to Seattle Seahawks, and we're going to take the points, please, and thank you very much because we both believe they're going to win outright. Baba. All right. Uh, Greeny went with Tampa Bay in that one. And I would go to Rutgers, Michigan State, Michigan State minus 10, but we don't even have time for that one. I mean, you just oh. throw out the record books when those two Big Ten rivals meet. You know, <laughs> Take the point. It's just, a, it's just a great one. But 50 years ago, Tuesday, HBO debuted. So mm. who you got for your favorite all-time HBO show? Oh, that's a great one. I mean, The Sopranos is obviously right there. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is obviously right there. The Wire? The Wire. I haven't watched it yet. What are you doing? I know. What I know. are you doing? I have not watched it yet. You have a problem. I have not watched it yeah. yet. I, I, I have it DVR'd, I'm, or rather, I have yeah. it uh, you know, on demand. I'm going to watch yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. The Wire absolutely has to be there. Now, this is not my vote, but because I'm married now, I have to watch some of my wife's shows. So Sex in the City absolutely has to be included. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. I do. Really? I have to to sit there and watch it. Listen, we might not love it, but my wife loves it. I know a lot of other women love it. I mean, it's a good it's a good show. It's a good show. It's uh, okay. No, it's not a good show. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. It's they. It's watchable. It's a tough way to end the show way. on that. It one. really is a tough way well, to end the I show. I mean, I, now I got to go into the weekend with all kinds of questions. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at ten Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.